count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying try and told, try and told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome gang, to the Grindcast. Simon, Simon Arias here. here. Get ready. It's Get a, ready new day. a new day. What's up, gang? Simon here. Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. And let's talk about making it happen. Sorry, kids. We need to make shit happen. It's how we're going to start this thing off. And so, you know, you, you watch people do things and start something in life, whether it is uh, relationships or business or exercise and something happens. Maybe they get injured or, you know, a flat tire or, you know, something. And they start saying, well, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe I wasn't meant to do this or I wasn't because I got this. And so this, what those are is those are normal everyday things that happen to people that we cannot use as an excuse that it wasn't meant to be for you to achieve your goals, dreams, and aspirations. And so I was listening to, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and, uh, you know, I'm not a hater. I'm, I, it's, it's not above me to say, well, I don't want to give this person any love. or I don't want to give this person any credit because it makes me less than. And so I was listening to Ed Milet's podcast and he gave the perfect example for this topic. I already had this subject that I want to talk about. But when I was listening to this, I'm thinking, you know, this fits. You know, so he used the example of imagine if you get a call at work that your child is in a car accident, a major car accident, and they're rushed to the hospital. And you go outside of the office and there's a flat tire. Would you stop and say, oh, must be just meant to be for me to not be there for my son because I got a flat tire. So you get in that you get in that car and you and you find a way and you borrow somebody's car, you beg somebody, you get whatever you got to do, you get on the road and you get moving and you stop at a uh, a stoplight and the car breaks down. You're not going to stop there and say it wasn't meant to be for me to get to the hospital for my daughter because she's in a major car accident. Let me turn around and go back to where if you have to hijack the car next to you, if you have to drag somebody out of the car, whatever you have to do to get to your child out of a sense of desperation is what you're willing to do. And this is the way that you need to approach greatness, not waiting for excuses and, and all these things that happen in your life and sulking and pouting about what's going on in your life. Let that slow you down. It goes back to checking yourself on do I have the hunger and am I performing with the sense of desperation that it takes in order to be great? And so another thing that came out of that podcast that I love was, was um, where he was talking about, if you look at, look back on your life and most people, many of the greatest things they've ever accomplished came out of a sense of desperation, desperate. I had to, you know, I, ha I had the op uh, opportunity to speak at uh, Teen Challenge, which is one of the most successful rehabilitation clinics, uh, you know, in the United States. I, you know, I think it's uh, all over the all over the country. But I spoke at one of these and, you know, I, I was telling some of the folks in there that were recovering, 
you know, no disrespect and they laugh. So at least I know it was received well. But, you know, I told them when, when you need to, when you get out of here and you approach your goals, you need to approach your goals like an addict. You ever see somebody that is so zoned in on something? This is why if they could just take that energy and put it on something, you know, great. A lot of these people that are recovering or that have recovered end up being great at what they do. Even though it's a small percentage of people that can recover, once they recover, if they can apply that to other areas, man, they're beasts because, you know, I've lived with an addict before. And man, it ain't no telling. He'd jump out a window. He would take a, uh, he would, I would give him no money and he would find a way to get a ride to to where he wasn't supposed to be. He'd find a way to get home. He would walk. He would do anything necessary to get the job done. Anything relentlessly like Freddy Cook, like Freddy Krueger, like relentless pursuit of what he was focused on. No excuses. No, 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 nobody could tell. So this is what you need to do in in the pursuit of your dreams, goals, and aspirations. You need to be approaching it like an addict. You need to approach it like you're desperate. If If you're hungry enough to get it, like give me the person that's the most hungry. If somebody comes into my business, one of my businesses and, and they're like, all right, here's the person with the best resume and the most credentials and all this. And here's this person that they got decent. They're able to carry themselves. Okay. They don't really have a doctorate or a master's degree or anything like that, but they are hungry. They're willing to do anything. They're relentless. If they get a flat tire at home, they're going to call an Uber and they're going to get a ride here. They're going to borrow a family member's car. They ain't missing no work. Give me the person that is absolutely relentless to what it is that they're trying to do. And that's the person that's going to win nine times out of 10. That's the person that I'm, that I'm going to take for what it takes in order to make your goals and dreams a reality. We have to start approaching life relentlessly this 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 way and so you know i thought about well how can we transfer this into things that people can apply and so i think the first thing is is drawing out your plan and no matter what it is in your life you know i i I have in my office right now i have my family goals with a picture on it of me and my wife and and our children And we have goals written down short term and long term. And out of the goals we have, only 20% of them are financial. Um, Most of them are not financial. It's anywhere from how much money we want to give to charity, to vacations we want to take with the family, things we want to do for our parents, um, things we want to do for others. All different type, uh, small commitments on goals that we have for our own marriage, which, you know, people miss the boat on. I think, you know, one of the things I've realized, you know, being married for coming up on five years is I think people fail because, you know, at times because children make it harder on relationships, not easier. And nobody tells you that stuff. But if you understand the principles of life and success, you'll start to understand all of these things can coincide. And so I understand our family's going to grow and there's no growth in your comfort zone. I understand that kids are the biggest blessing in the world, 
Well, with the biggest blessing also come the biggest burdens. And so some of the things that are the the most difficult come with the biggest blessings, but the biggest blessings also come with the biggest burdens. And so what people fail to do, I think, is, is put their marriage first. You know, I think people's priority is always, you know, it's the kids. You have to do this for the kids. You have to do this for the kids. On an airplane, the first thing they tell you to do is put the mask on yourself before assisting any small children. The reason why is if you can't handle your own stuff, the children are going to suffer. And the same thing happens in relationships. It, it can affect the children's lives if you don't affect on keeping, if you don't focus on your marriage staying strong and relationships staying strong, then that effect, uh, uh, eventually, because you were so focused on the kids, the exact thing that you wanted to happen, which is trying to do what's best for them, doesn't happen. And you heard them and, and were split apart. And so, you know, I've learned this. In, in, in the relationship. And so we start drawing, okay, here's our goals as a married, married couple. We want to have a date night every week, or we want to listen to this podcast, or we want to go to church a couple times a month or whatever it is. Apply these things to life. So the first part of this is writing your goals down. Okay. If you spend more time writing something on social media, then you're willing to sit down and give your future and your family. You need to really sit down and think about where your priorities are right now. And so I want you to take the discipline, take the time, sit down, put a pen and paper to it and write down what are the things that you want to accomplish. All of this is going to help you be relentless. All of this stuff is going to have you help you get to where you want to be and make shit happen. And so after you write it down, you have to you have to have no excuses. So the second thing that I thought of is like, all right, so a person that that is going to approach making stuff happen, they have to have no excuses. Everybody has their own version of, uh, of excuses. And so in sales, in a sales industry, you, we make up and every sales industry has the client says this to you or the possible uh, person you're trying to sell to is going to say this to you. Or, you know, I have this type of car or, you know, I invest my money into this or I don't spend whatever it is. There's a sheet typically that you practice that here's the response that you need to say for this person's excuse. And so for yourself, you need to write your own rebuttal sheet. So I'm going to write down already. Here's what my probable excuses will be. Here's what I'll probably say. You know, here's why I can't wake up early in the morning. Well, because I don't sleep good at night or, you know, because of this or because of that. And I already start, I start writing down. What's the answer to this? Well, the right answer is you find a way to get to bed earlier. You find a way to do this. So you write down those things, but you have to have no excuses. You got to hear what I'm saying out there. Somebody in your shoes right now, like single mom, that can't be the excuse. My mom was one of those. Couple jobs, night school, found a way to make it happen. Like I have a woman in my in, in my business right now named Albany, who is a beast in Maryland, three or four children. Single mom, one of our top performers. So there's somebody out there getting it done with the same hand that you're dealt and they've already won. So why are you making excuses? Stop with the excuses. Yeah, it may be more difficult. Yeah, it's more difficult. You're working hard. Yeah, it's more difficult. You have kids. Yeah, it's more difficult. Whatever it is. Yes, of course it is. I understand that. I understand. But to make an excuse is to give up on your dreams. You either do or you don't. Why you think Nike blue Nike just do it. 
Why do you think they come up with just do it? Because they're dealing with athletes and people just start making, like, at the end of the day, just do it. Get up, make it happen. You know, I looked at my schedule for today and it was slammed with stuff. I had no room for anything. All of a sudden, somebody really needed to speak to me. The only time I could book them was 6.30 a.m., 6.30 this morning. Well, guess what? I try not to bend on my mind, body, and spirit. So in order for me to read some scripture, pray, get my cardio in, take a shower, get dressed, all of that, I figured out I have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. It's the only way. I had to be up at 4.30. I had it all mapped out. I had it ready. I was sitting in my office parking lot at 6.30 this morning getting things done. Why? No excuses. Make shit happen. You can't want all the perks that come with greatness and not want to put in the work that comes with greatness. And so the next thing is shut up. So we're talking about, well, how do you make stuff happen? We went to this, went to no excuses. Now we're going to shut up. Here's what I mean by shut up. I remember as a kid getting tests in school where the teacher would say it was an open book test. And I'm like, hell yeah. I always made an open book because I was trying to cheat off the person next to me. So I was peeking to the left of this person. And so I didn't even have to worry about the stress of getting caught at this point because now it's just an open book test. For me to not look at my book and take an open book test would be foolish. For me to not look at the people that, that, that had wisdom in this area and the answers are in that book and to just take the test on my own would be foolish. But in business... You get the answers to the test from winners. Look at the person that's getting straight A's to your left. Look at the person that's getting straight A's to your right. And the person that is doing the best, the person that is where you want to be, you need to check your ego and shut up and ask them questions and let them give you the answers and don't give them any excuses back. And so you need to understand Once you ask the questions to these people that are winning, take notes and don't be coming up with no excuses. They're going to give you the answers to the test. Find the people that are where you want to be and make shit. Like you're on your way to making things happen. When you humble yourself and go to the people that have the answers. And here's what I've learned about going to people that have the answers and being a person that has had the answers for others. Here's what I've learned. First thing is, more people are open to giving you the answers than you think. And the second thing is, I always lean towards spending time with people, not only that get results, but people that respect my time more than I would somebody that doesn't respect my time. And here's what I mean by that. For my mentor, Coach Jim Trussell, okay, this isn't a guy just, You know, I take a picture with him once in a while. Like this is somebody that is pouring into my life, sowing into my life that I promise to make proud and to not waste all of this man's time and wisdom. And I want to change my part of the world and and spread this unbelievable man's heart and, and knowledge to as many people as I possibly can. And when trust says, I got Friday, April, this date open at seven o'clock in the morning. I don't say, oh man, trust Thursday night. I'm out 
entertaining clients. I'm, I got to drink wine with these people. And that means for me to be meeting you, I need to leave my house at 530 in the morning. I got to be up at 430. I might not get home to no excuses. I, he got the answers to the test. I'm making it easy on Tress. I'm bringing him his chai tea latte that he likes every time. And I will be there on time. Never one time have I been late. And nothing comes before our meetings other than a death in the family or something crazy. I'm not skipping these meetings. And I come prepared every single time to the teacher that got the answers to the test. I come there prepared with questions every single time. I don't want this man to work any harder than he already. He's already given me his time. Now I think he needs to create a lesson plan in order to teach me. That's bullshit. If I'm going to the man that got the answers and he's already given me time that everybody else wants, I want to make it as easy on this person as possible. I want to respect that person's time as much as possible. And so I want to bring you that drink. I want to go ahead and and be there early. I want to be flexible to your schedule. I'll come as early as late as whatever you need. Whatever. And here's where the humility thing comes from. I heard somebody talk about they blew up in business based on being a driver for successful people and they drove for free. And so the knowledge that they gained for driving for free, imagine driving four super successful people around for free for two years. You may not have made anything, but what it would have costed to get that much time with that person. College will cost you 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a year. You saved yourself at least a hundred grand and the teachers at school ain't going to teach you what those four people are teaching you. So you have to understand sometimes working for free is making you the most money by getting the wisdom. And so there's an open book test out there and you need to go ahead and hang around the winners. Hang around winners. Cut out the people that are negative. Cut out the people that are that are that are losing. Listen and humble yourself and shut up when the other person is trying to teach you game and give you what it is. Come prepared. Respect those people's time. And then focus. So the next thing on that list is once you already once you get the information, you got it written down. You know where you're going. Now it's time to focus. Here's where people, what the f- what the focus? You, I know you thought I was going to say that four-letter word. Say, what the focus? What are you focusing on? And you need to focus on it consistent, consistently. Like nothing else even matters when you're zoned in and focused on where you need to be. Distractions and all that stuff come up for everybody. It's, it's, it's minimizing the distractions. Like, if you have you ever seen Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or LeBron James dribble down a basketball court and take a phone call from his baby mama? I mean, it would look crazy to watch the best quarterback in the league or the best running back in the league or Tiger Wood, somebody golfing and say, oh, excuse me, excuse me for a second. My, my girlfriend's calling me in the middle of the game. Excuse me, and my mom's calling me in the middle. Even my own mom, though, like my mom is is it for me i mean this is other than my my wife and my children i mean my mom has been my a1 since day one 
my mom knows, like, hey, during these hours this day, like I told my mom this morning, I talked to her at 7 o'clock this morning, like, don't, I'm, I'm tied up all day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Like, the, it's not even possible because the distractions I can't take. When I go to the gym, I very rarely ever, I don't take the phone. I don't look at the phone. I don't text me. I don't take call. I don't, not, you have to focus on what it, is, what it is that you're doing. When I go on date night with my wife, I try to give her my phone, put it in her purse so I'm not looking at the phone that I am so tempted to grab. Like it's $100,000 in the bag. Like I just give her the phone so I don't touch it. When I'm with my daughter, I was painting yesterday with my daughter, picked her up from school, being focused and intentional on the time that I'm spending with her, taking her to get ice cream. Other than to take a couple pictures, I put my phone completely down. It's called focus. And so you can't be distracted by things that don't matter. You, you have to minimize the distractions and only take the necessities. Think about what you want in life and give up the short-term comfort if you want to make shit happen. Like, where do you want to be five years from today? Like, maybe things aren't supposed to be easy for you right now because it's preparing you for something greater. Think about some of the things in your life that you've gone through. Death, cheating, disloyalty, jail, addiction, prison, whatever. A lot of the worst things that have happened to you make you who you are today and you wouldn't change a thing. Like I talk about, like, I'm leading the fatherless right now. Most of my children in the youth program and the kids that I'm working with and the things that I'm doing are for kids that don't have, they're living in single parent homes. Well, it sucked at one point to be without a father, but I understand that it had to happen in order for me to lead the fatherless. Like the reason why Teen Challenge has so much success is if you do the research on Teen Challenge, the people that lead their stuff have already been through the addiction and beat it. So they're getting one of them. And so if your life was better or easier, you wouldn't have as much grit. Maybe if these things that are happening to you right now didn't happen, it wouldn't prepare you for the next level. You wouldn't want it as bad. You wouldn't be as hungry. You wouldn't be as prepared. Something is preparing you at this very moment that is standing in your way that unsuccessful people are going to sit there and say, oh, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Everything in life that's worth having is an uphill battle. Stop waiting for things to go downhill. Like I'm on the Peloton bike this morning and I'm pushing it and the intervals that we're going to is like, get out of the saddle. Get it. The, when you push it, you crank that shit to the right and it becomes more difficult. And that's where you want to be. That's the zone where you grow, the, where you're breathing, where you're breathing, where you, you're breathless right there. Like you want to be breathless or basic. Because if you want to be basic, you ain't going to worry about being breathless. But if you're breathless, you can't be complaining because that's keeping you away from being basic. I want to be exhausted. Coach Trussell says it's exhausting to be great. I want to be great. So I'm down with being exhausted. How about you? And so I want you guys to embrace this moment. Embrace the ability to go ahead and make things happen. Follow some of these things. Humble yourself. Don't ask for easy. Ask for yourself to get better and stronger. Things are going to be uphill if you want anything to be great. 
Be willing to invest your time now and get a payoff in a year from today. If you're always looking for short-term payoffs, man, you're never going to be anywhere great. You're never going to do anything special. You got to be willing to invest into your relationships, invest into your business, invest into what you're doing, and don't worry about how much is coming back right now. Know that it's coming back in two years. Know that it's coming back in five years. Invest today and make shit happen. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Grindcast. If this provided any value to you, please go ahead and share it with a friend and, uh, and and let's change our piece of the world. Thanks for joining us. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, riches. Try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, blood. Money.